Welcome to Muppets Dropping Mitts, I'm Hogthrob. I'm Strange Pork. We're just a couple of Muppets who don't know anything, drinking drinks. And talking sharks hockey. So Hogthrob, doing things a bit different today. I'm not going to ask you what you're drinking since I made you your drink, but you don't know what you're drinking. So. I was just going to say. Live on stream! Hey Strange Pork, what am I drinking? <laughs> Clever. I don't, I don't, I don't have a name you for forgot? it. You forgot? I made this shit up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to call it. The, the fiery citrus dragon. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that is. I was expecting something a little more sexual. The fiery butthole of... Beelzebub? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. It's, um, it's, ooh, it's got like a afterburny chili flavor but up front it's like lemony citrus like cool summer breeze and mm. then it's like i am the death like <laughs> i am heat you will perish so it's that's nice yeah it's uh what is it? bubbly water lime juice and hatch green chili vodka nice so it's a smidge like the quarantina rita but it's just a yeah that, it's not that, tequila that chili vodka is, yeah. is a good thing what are you drinking, Strange Pork? I haven't named this. Um, oh, we're, you're fucking crushing it with names. I, so let's yeah, go I just two for two here. Yeah. So how about the? Okay, well let's go. Uh, like my dad wrote a porno with it, so it's the, um, Belinda Tree of Life. Tree of Life. Yeah. I mean, except Belinda's it's usually, her tits instead. Yeah, she's usually interested in wood, but not mm. not anything that would be that profound. Um, so it's bubbly water, pomegranate juice, nice, okay. squeeze of lime, and gin. That sounds good. Yeah, How'd you want to try out? it? It's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, that's what I made. I made some, I made some cocktails with what we had laying around. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I noticed the sock in there. Yeah. Tasty. <laughs> so. That's what the spice is. <laughs> Spicy feet. Oh my god, that's such a Holes reference. Like, ah. Spicy feet? Yeah, basically. It's like the fermented peaches or whatever mm-hmm. are like the cure to smelly feet or oh, whatever. Yeah. And his family gets rich. What a weird thing to like get rich off of, like foot <laughs> Foot powder. deodorant. I yeah. Mean, you, but you think about it, people Guys, already have. the foot deodorant gold you bond use is, is huge. Whoever yeah, but gold, gold bonds bond. for your butthole. No, they, and your they, have, balls. they have feet ones. And your like... labia? Do your labia chafe? No. <laughs> like inner versus outer? No. Do you get callous when you go? <laughs> Everyone listening to my dad wrote a porno is this? Is he just going full ham? <laughs> oh, full ham and cheese sandwich by the look of it. Full ham, Lily. Oh, nice. <laughs> for those I thought that was just female Hamlet. <laughs> Ham Lily. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah, so anything but the sharks, basically. The good news uh-huh. is this fucking season is almost over, and I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that since our last podcast where we said there's five games left, and I was like, sharks are only going to win one. Yeah. They're only going to win. They're going to get creamed against Vegas. What do oh, you think, yeah. Strange Pork? 
Um, no, I, I definitely don't think they're going to win against Vegas. If they do, it'll be... I mean, maybe they'll bring it together as like a, it's the end of the season, last game, push, fucking don't let them get it. Like, maybe they'll do that. They but almost have more to play for, but... I just know how they are against Vegas, and uh, Vegas isn't going to let them have it easy. So. How they are being not as good. Mm-hmm. Like, Vegas is just a better team. Yeah. Like, they, they have better skilled players and two really good goalies. Flurry's been weird, but yeah, two good goalies, and uh, their defensemen can play defense, and that's real nice. Yeah, I just I every time because the rivalry's hot and everything, they just don't play well against them, and um, I don't think there's anything that we've seen that'll indicate that they might actually win this game. I think that yeah, and they might just go out sad, which is yeah. Fine. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. That's totally where we're at. Um, I think... Uh, Have they only won one game so far? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they, they won... Um, out of the five, I yeah. mean, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they beat Colorado. I think it was like 4-3, to 3-2. Three, three to two. It was a close game. It was a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, they play really well against Colorado. So weirdly, as strange as the Sharks team has been this season, mm-hmm. going against Colorado, who is like the cup favorite they've played well they haven't won the series by any means but they've made it competitive Mm -hmm. like um i've enjoyed every one of those games and they fucking won one of them like they're putting it together kojanash is um like kind of the favorite for goaltender right now he's got Mm -hmm. like a 899 save percentage on the season he seems to be more competent and capable he's basically kind of a nobody from the nhl i was looking up his draft he's undrafted Mm. um so he's an undrafted free agent which doesn't mean anything a lot of good players can be undrafted but it's rare you know usually they they end up going through the draft system um he's undrafted melnichuk also undrafted (laughs) like the sharks goalie prospects are so out of nowhere that they're Mm -hmm. basically playing the backup ahl goalies and those goalies who have no business being in the nhl right now are playing better than martin jones like that's how replaceable their goalie performances are right they could literally get anybody and it's an upgrade so do you think that means they should try and get anyone who's a warm body in the nhl like a chris chris drager is like or drager is like the that would be the sexy goalie backup that would be a great free agent i mean i target. don't know and they had dubnik and dubnik was okay but it wasn't better his his uh having the two of them didn't make the team better yeah. is all i'm getting at so like any warm body is not enough okay so according to strange work they should stick with Kojanash is the backup slash actual starting goalie. Mm-hmm. Like, develop him. Yeah. And then do whatever you do with Martin Jones. Leave him there. Sit, put him on waivers. Buy him out. Whatever the fuck happens. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, once again, he, I mean, he's been shit, but he hasn't been total shit. We've seen the silver linings. We've seen him play well. I really think it's not just his fault i think there's a lot of problems with the team right now yeah and he's a big problem but uh i mean it's been if they can fix the other things too maybe it'll help his game 
Yeah. That contract is rough. Yeah. And there's, I think, three more years. So, um, he's not going anywhere mm-hmm. anytime soon. The only thing would be a buyout. Right. Because this is his third year of being, like, statistically awful. Like, just, just subpar. Um, so, it, the benefit of a buyout, besides opening up room for another player, I mean, if they yeah. spend that money, they don't necessarily have that cap space. That's true. Like, half of it counts against the cap. So, it saves you half of what you'd pay him. And it's a shit option. Like, yeah. when, when, um, uh, Brian Because you pay the money buyouts. for the time without getting any of it. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And he says, basically, when you go, uh, one of the former GMs who's kind of a media was a media figurehead guy said that you know buyouts feel terrible i had to do it for a couple players but you have to go to your owner mm-hmm. who controls all the money and say i made a mistake right i made a mistake and we are better off paying this person to go away because of my colossal fuck up not his exact words but sure. basically we made a mistake and i need you to pay someone not to play hockey mm-hmm. it's happened with goalies pretty i was kind of shocked i forgot this happened but like Corey schneider in new jersey was like the goalie who was gonna replace like he was going to be their goalie for sure had a good couple seasons and then he ended up getting bought out because they Mm. gave him too much money early on for a good performance so long-term goalie contracts are not a good idea in the nhl in general um so he ended up getting bought out, and he's playing, uh, I think, for the Islanders on a minimum contract. So he gets paid twice. Wow. Because that team contract, when they buy him out, like the clauses are basically like, you still have to pay mm-hmm. him, regardless. Um, so that's... And that still counts against your cap hit. Right. So... So what Is it the better sharks... for the Sharks to, yeah. like... Yeah. I mean, their options are buy him out. Leave him on the team and send him back and forth, do whatever, or pay Seattle, be, pay being like, you know, send them a player they actually want and a draft pick or something mm-hmm. to take him. I, I don't know. I feel like the buyout doesn't make a ton of sense. It would if they had like two really good goalie like prospects, but because they're having a hard time even getting one. <laughs> Um, why not just keep him on? You know, like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me to to buy him out right now. I agree. Because they don't have a lot of replacement value there. And if you wait one more season, it's less money. Right. You have to buy him out then. Why not have him as, it's it's painful, but have Martin Jones as the backup Mm -hmm. and have someone else be the real starter. Right. Or play him evenly, or whatever. Whatever the fuck suits your... Do a tandem, yeah. Yeah. And so for that option, I think they should go for any warm body. They should get Chris Drager. They should get some rando goalie Hmm. who's put up decent numbers as a backup and just have them there. And let Melnichuk and Kojanash actually develop, quote-unquote, in the AHL. Yeah. Because that's where they need to get oriented. Like, Kojinash has been fine. Mm-hmm. He's not ready for the NHL, from what I've seen. Like, moving laterally and stuff, he's okay. 
But there have been a couple games where he just looks really lucky to have gotten a piece of the puck and just leaving the net wide open, mm-hmm. going side to side. And it it just doesn't look like he's totally ready for it. Uh, getting shots early and from everywhere because yeah. NHL players will snap a shot if they see any opportunity. So I I think he's been decent, but I don't think he's ready. Right. So... That would be my move, and I think that makes some sense. You don't think Jones should or will go to Seattle? Well, they can't not protect him, right, because of his no-movement clause? Like, how does they that work? They can expose him, I think. Really? Yeah. I mean, then fuck, expose him. I don't, you know, expose see, him and pray they take him. See if they'll him. take him. And if they don't, you don't really lose anything. You know, yeah. like... Well, but then it'll be awkward. No. No, it won't. It's already so awkward. <laughs> um, better than exposing burns or, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The exposure of Brent Burns. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see Burns expose himself. Hot take. <laughs> we've think, seen the Beard think, magazine. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> I think we've already been exposed. <laughs> but, yes. Um... No, okay, I mean, so... yeah, like, sure, there's a little bit of... I think he knows he sucks right now, though. Like... Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be a surprise. Like, it, it's still, like, salt in the wound to have that be kind of like a big public thing. Like, <laughs> we have you signed for three more years, but do you want to go to Seattle? Because we don't fucking want you. Like, mm-hmm. um, don't get me wrong, that sucks. But, I don't know. Like... This is professional sports, and you've got yeah. to make decisions. And It's all about performance. Mm-hmm. It's all about what have you done for me lately. You know, pro sports is... There's a reason that, like, you know, players are real intense about it because their whole careers depend on every night, every performance. It's a big um, confidence tester if when you put your best effort out there, it isn't good enough. That really right. fucks with you mentally and and there's a whole mental aspect of sports and sports psychology that's really um really important and i think that's tough when you're a goalie because goalies kind of i mean they have to get hit their job is to stop 100 mile per hour rubber yeah with any part of their body they can and you know what it's an unrealistic job <laughs> like that totally. rubber travels so fast and gets like redirected and bounces off like five people it's insane like and it's small no oh, it's tiny it's not like a football no or like you know no 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 no, no. soccer ball yeah that's a tiny fucking piece of rubber yep traveling way too fast yeah they do a job no per no human should do really it's done <laughs> it's crazy Passing the little rubber around, that seems fun. But, like, Mm -hmm. trying to make that rubber not go somewhere, like, oh, it goes everywhere. (laughs) Um, That's why they have so much gear. With that in mind, who should start the last game against Vegas? Who should be the starting goal? Oh, man. There's Melnichuk, who started one game. Kojanash and Marty Joe Bags. I'm going to say Coach Nash. Coach Nash. Yeah. Why? Strange Pork. Coach Strange Pork. Coach Pork. His Coach play Pina? style that makes you super uncomfortable will throw the Kings off. They're used to Martin Jones. They know oh, his weaknesses. The Kings. So the Kings will be uh, yes. playing for the Knights? <laughs> the Kings are... <laughs> 
The king, yeah. So the knights have quit. Um, and or they're, did they? They're, did, the, 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 there's anarchy in the kingdom. Are do the sharks is like the the Honda West is now like checkers, and so the golden knights have gotten to the end, and they're uh-huh. like king me. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so isn't it weird that getting... the knights aren't on strike anymore? They're gonna play. Okay. Um, the knights know Martin Jones and his weaknesses and shit because they're like, oh, fuck the sharks, fuck Martin Jones. Uh huh. And they throw. Kojanash. Kojanash. I also said Kanishov. Um, <laughs> Kojanishov. <laughs> yeah. Um into the net and then he's like well i'm not here well i'm way out here you're gonna shoot over there whatever and then they're gonna be like thrown off it's gonna be great okay and all right super professional take. oh yeah yeah it's what, yeah it's what you come here for they can't handle it strange porks hot takes um hot ham handy no Hot, hot ham handy hot sounds terrible. Yeah, hot ham handy. <laughs> sounds like a pig jacking no. you off. And, uh... I've seen that black mirror. <laughs> um... <laughs> well. Who um... do you think should start hog throb? Handy? <laughs> <laughs> handy throb? Oh. Um... I'd say because it's the last game of the season. Start Martin Jones. It's a terrible idea. He'll get wrecked. But the Sharks should lose. Like, Mm -hmm. they should... They're going to lose against Vegas. So why not lose with the group of players that are all your veterans? I think it's stupid to put... I mean, I I don't really care. But, like, I'm going to take a hard position here and say... It's dumb to put Kojanash or Melnichuk, definitely not Melnichuk, in front of that Vegas team. Yeah. Now, that Vegas team is going to the playoffs. I don't think this game is going to change their seeding. Maybe it will. Whatever. Like, they don't have a ton to play for. Mm -hmm. The Sharks are playing for pride. It would be pretty cool if Jones came in and, like, put up a great performance. Got a shutout. And then the Vegas Golden Knights have to question their ability to perform, and then they'll go into the playoffs and they won't care. Yeah. It'd be a fun little story if the Sharks put up a great game. I take your point about, like, you know, Jones is their current starting goalie and should end the season with him and, you know, just like, yeah, your, your core players or whatever. Sure. But I guess I'm I'm sticking. But we already know how that story ends. They I'm lose. sticking to I think what we talked about last episode, which was throw the new guy to the wolves and train him the hard way. True, that that so, makes sense. That that makes more sense. So and I, and I in some ways, your... like what you've mentioned too, is it's like salt in the wound for Martin Jones. Like you're not good enough to end this season right now. Yeah. And I think that's brutal, but I'm sticking to it because that's, I feel like, what my opinion was last time, so. Consistency. Um, yeah. Unlike what the Sharks have. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that. You know, something uh, that will be interesting is um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the off season. I mm-hmm. really am. I think it's going to be a big deal for the Sharks. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about what, what you said last podcast about 
a Jack Eichel trade because I was like jizzing on my own face with I was giving myself a hot ham handy with <laughs> the idea of of uh, Jack Eichel as a trade target for the Sharks. Mm. And what you said, I believe, was that's just going to be like another Eric Carlson, and you are so fucking right in so many ways mm-hmm. because what would happen, I think, is. So let's say the Sharks give up, like, sell their soul for Jack Eichel. They give up their first round pick this year, which will be a high pick. I don't like this already. Right? Um, I'm not going to say Ferraro, but, like, Meyer, which kind of would hurt, because Meyer and Eichel would be a good combo, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, like, Meyer, Ryan Merkley, and... uh, yeah, a bag of Cheetos. And then... Hmm, Cheetos. <laughs> now I'm listening. And... Are they the spicy Cheetos? <laughs> White cheddar, your favorite. Oh, okay. Um, is there a buffalo blue Cheeto cheese? Not that cheese? I'm aware of. Okay, well, they make that and then send ah, it to Buffalo. Got it, okay. For Jack Eichel, who makes $10 million a year. And then they have amazing center depth. The goaltending problem isn't fixed, but hopefully they do that on the free agent market. But they lose some talent at the wing, quote-unquote, with mm-hmm. Timo Meyer, And uh, and then in one more season, guess who they don't have money to sign? Tomas Hurdle. Mm. And if Hurdle leaves because of the same bullshit with Pavelski, uh. then, then it's the same problem. You've yeah. sold your future. Yeah. For a high-end player Yeah, I don't now. like that at all. Yeah. But the only way I think it would make sense is if the Sharks trade Merkley, who's their, like, quote-unquote top defensive prospect, but he's kind of had a shit year. Mm-hmm. And then some other fancy thing. Like, if, they're, if their pick is good this year, like, something like that. Like, some sort of... Is it of... really fair to judge a shit year on a shit team in a shit year? <sighs> That's the real question, and that's what you could sell as the upside with Meyer. Mm-hmm. I think the Sharks should look at trading Meyer for an upgrade because I'm tired of this pattern he seems to go through where he struggles and then takes garbage shots, yeah. lots of them, and isn't producing. I am off of the LeBanc hate train. Mm-hmm. I I uh, validated my ticket, but I got kicked off the train anyway. By Strange Pork bringing up how many points he's got. He's got 28 points in 54 games or whatever. So if he puts up about 30 points in 50 games, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Is he overpaid? Yes. But Mm -hmm. not egregiously so. Maybe by a million. Right. He's not the fucked up... Just a million dollars. It's sports where 30 is old and a million dollars is cheap. Yeah. Um, But like... He's he's a right-handed shot playmaking winger. He's not great at defense, but it's fine. It's fine. LeBanc actually puts up better numbers than Meyer mm-hmm. right now. Um, without just hoping for the past of when Meyer put up 30 goals. Like, right. That seems to be in question right now. So Jack Eichel could solve center problems and make this team a contender right now but you are totally right in calling that it could be another eric carlson move do the sharks make another big swing like that and and sell stuff or 
I don't think so, because we really thought Eric Carlson was going to fix all the defensive problems, and that hasn't been the case. Yeah, we thought he was going to be more, like, better on the defensive side because of how good he was at stripping the puck Uh and positional play. And I just, yeah, I really fear giving up so much for just one player when they really need more players like they don't they aren't just missing one player they have a whole slew of problems yeah that they need to fix and one player is not going to fix that that's true and so i don't like that and i don't like yeah giving up that much cap space for the future not being able to re-sign your good players um yeah i just don't think that's a good call at all the only way it works is if a major salary moves out at the expansion draft and i think that has to happen uh-huh. i think if doug wilson like if they lose dylan gambrell or something mm-hmm. and i like dylan gambrell he hasn't put up numbers this year he's mm-hmm. got five goals again like i'm disappointed with his yeah. production but i still like him as a player yeah and he's a right-handed shot center I, I really want to like him, and I want him to succeed. Um, but it just doesn't seem like it's working out. So it wouldn't be a big loss for the Sharks, mm-hmm. but it would because they still have all these high-end contracts. Right. Like, I don't... We don't want Burns to go to Seattle unless Joe Pavelski also goes yes. to Seattle and everything's That's great. That's my condition. But, like... Burns's salary, Burns's contract, like something like that needs to go to Seattle. That eight million a year needs to move so that the Sharks can get Patrick Marlowe. What a yes, so they can re-sign him. Yeah. For for eight million a year. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Marlowe will be an unrestricted free agent. Do you think he retires? No. You gotta get to eighteen hundred games. BB. I mean, maybe he will, but I just feel like he's stubborn in playing the long game. It seems like it. I, yeah. He was nominated for the Bill Masterton Trophy, which actually seems like a great trophy for him to win. It's basically like someone who exemplifies the sport of hockey and mm. like perseverance and all this shit. And it's like, check, check, check. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's got a be a shoe in for that i'm sure there's some other hockey his player. whole thing is like i'm still playing hockey and i'm still a top six like player that's and... what pissed me off that's why we dropped the mitts and we flung the mitts and we but picked if him he's up still and flung thinking again. that way then he's gonna he's not gonna retire okay if he still thinks yeah. he's top six material you're right yeah yeah totes he needs that puck <laughs> Do you want him to come back to the Sharks next season? I don't care anymore. Right? (laughs) We're just in this weird, like, strung out... Yeah, it's sad. I mean... We've been beaten to hell as I just, I can't, I feel emotionally abused by Patrick Marlowe. He's, you know, been a solid Sharks player. He left, he begged his way back, he left again, he came back. I just... Yeah, it's like, I can't be your, like, if I, I was the Sharks, if I yeah. was the Sharks, I can't be your security blanket anymore, Patrick Marlowe. We either yeah. need to have this relationship or end it. Um, so, I don't even know that so I'm capable of having the relationship right. anymore. So it's just easier to, like, not care and just be like, you know what, Marlowe, whatever you do is fine with me. Just. Isn't that 
Cubs. I mean, I, I also feel a bit of that way about the team. Like, I'm still watching games. <laughs> like, I love the team, and I want them to succeed. I cheer for every goal, and yeah. I yell at every fail. But it's it's a weird year. It is. And I think we'll drop the mitts on the whole fucking thing in the last episode of this regular season and everything. But It's just hard, because, I mean, like, so... We're coming out of a COVID year where everything kind of got canceled and there weren't very many games and we weren't sure what's happening with the playoffs. Yeah. Going, and it was a shit year for the Sharks. Yeah. Going into a somewhat hopeful, maybe they'll be better kind of season. Less games, but like an actual structured season. Hope. Yeah. I got a little hyped based on the coaching. And I, yeah. I thought yeah, the coaching so for... was going to bring defense and a, an aggressive new defensive style. Mm-hmm. And the style is there, the activation through the neutral zone and the the three players back behind yeah. the face-off dots, like, that shit's there. It's just not working. Yeah. Or it's not resulting in fucking wins! <laughs> so I feel like we're coming out of a real shit year with some hope, and then we're really just in another shit year. Yeah. You know, and, and I think yeah. both... You know, like, we're not fully out of COVID yet. It's, like, just recently that the world's, like, been getting vaccinated and Mm -hmm. things are... Like, we're just now starting to be like, hey, can I, like, see people? Right. Um, And so I think that the world as a whole is still shit. And we wanted hockey to be better this year. But it's, like, the world's still just shit right now. And I think that, you know, obviously we're coming from, like, the Sharks fandom and and their world. There are teams that are playing better than them. But it's still not a great year. And, you know, maybe part of it's this format of playing series, like, small series with teams. We haven't really talked about that as a whole. But do you think that's better or worse for their performance to play, like, three games in a row against the same team? It should be better because it's more of a test of coaching. If it if if it were Pete DeBoer, like I would be so infuriated because DeBoer refused to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. I like that he stuck with his lines and whatever, but he wouldn't line match. Mm-hmm. What's been really awesome about this five game stretch and just ever since they got Barabanov, like Barabanov has at a point per game or thereabouts. Like he's been so good with Hurdle, Kane, and that that line has like dominated play and so bob bugner strategically puts them on anytime there's an offensive zone draw like just get mm-hmm. them in the offensive zone because they control the pluck control the pluck the pluck yeah. pluck yeah they, are you feeling plucky they're really good they're like a harp out there they're just like <laughs> that's yeah. not a harp sound that's not how harp that sound at all that sounded more like a phone yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, anyway um, and I'm gonna then, record that and make it my plucky ringtone. Uh, pluck yourself. Anyway, they don't go up against like Colorado's top line mm-hmm. usually because that line it'd be too hard. Even though Barabanov, Kane, and Hurdle are really good, right. like you're gonna cancel out their strength. They're a dominating line. Put them against weaker competition. Like put mm-hmm. them out there against the third line. Like line matching and all that shit is something Pete DeBoer would like refuse to do. Mm-hmm. And then he'd just play the fourth line like two minutes a game. Like they'd just get benched. 
Um, and it was really frustrating because it was like, it would be cool if you have a fourth line that's skilled and that I get, you have to have a line that maybe is more defensive or starts right. in the D zone, but like, God forbid your fourth line can actually contribute offensively or mm-hmm. generate some chances. Like it, it's a weird way to play. And, um, all this to say if you're playing the same team over and over, you should see what their, how their line comp combinations right. match up against yours, and like, oh shit, I should never have Eric Carlson on the ice when, fucking Nathan McKinnon or Phil Kessel's there, <laughs> like you know, or or whatever it is. Like, I should not, yeah, put this guy out against them because they get wrecked. And, um, but what you're saying right now is strategically or you know like theoretically it should be better what did you see from the sharks was it better for them to play the same team or do you think it would have been better to go to a more traditional style for them this season i saw that they had really inconsistent like effort energy levels I didn't see in comparison to last season, like, the execution of their passes was a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think that's something they were working on. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that their stretch passes were a little less risky. Um, there's still turnovers, but uh, their stretch passes looked good. But it seemed like only... Burns and Carlson were going for him. Mm-hmm. That is kind of their thing. But uh, ultimately, in the series style of things, I didn't see building intensity. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted more of that. It yeah. was usually like if it was a series against Anaheim or something, like the Sharks used to. I mean, Anaheim's such a different team now, I guess. But like those games were usually really contentious or there were so many fights or scrums that there were like three players left on the bench like it Mm -hmm. was crazy or the only series that were good were against colorado Mm -hmm. the sharks just played well against them it seemed like it was the sharks old trap of they're not going to get up and play hard against shittier competition they'll play down to the competition and play up to the competition Right. But they don't have their own style that they impose. And that was frustrating because I never felt like a series was intense or difficult. It was like, oh, they're playing Vegas twice, three times, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, they're playing Colorado, they're going to lose, but those are going to be good games. They're playing Anaheim in LA, they're going to win. Coyotes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Were... Those were kind of hit and miss. Yeah, the Wild and St. Louis were kind of didn't just it didn't build the way i wanted yeah like, it wasn't more I, I agree intense. i feel like i was like oh they're gonna lose all three games or maybe they'll win one it made it more predictable weirdly mm-hmm. even though i thought it would make it more intense i really love the shortened season but i kind of would have liked like four or five games or something like part of what's fun about the playoffs is you get sick of one team you're like fuck <laughs> yeah. you guys and the way you fucking play Sharks need to do this to beat them, or whatever it is. Right. And... Yeah, I'm not sure for me that the series thing helped. Yeah. Just from, like, a viewer perspective. Um, yeah, I just kind of assumed all three games were going to be a win or a lose. 
it's like you knew what they were. They became predictable. And that's, yeah, like you said, with the playoffs, it's fun because it's like a real competition. Like, oh, they're, you know, they just have to win, like, Is it just four the, out of seven. the mentality of, like, you know there's not going to be an elimination, so. Maybe. You know, that, that threat. Changes. Isn't there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, that might just be the only factor, really. Yeah, because if they win one, you're like, okay, well. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Got another game against these guys tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, does it really matter that I didn't much? particularly like it, but regardless of liking it, I'm wondering from like a player perspective, mm-hmm. yeah, does it help or hinder to play the same team over and over again? Yeah. I, I think if you'd have structured it where basically there was like five games against Vegas or something, if it were... How the Sharks should be, that would be intense. Because they hate each other. Really stack up the rivals. Yeah. Um, you have the potential to build new rivalries. I mean, that's happened for other reasons <laughs> in other divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I feel like in for the Sharks in the West, hasn't been as intense as I wanted. And I, I agree with you there. It's been weirdly lackluster. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just because... The Sharks have been like Lester. Sure. And this season has been shit again. Yeah. They it's, had garbage It's kind of hard to judge it when the team that we're rooting for isn't playing very well this season. So. Yeah. But it, I'm just, you know, it's like, you know, uh, in the past, the Sharks have done better on the road, right? Yep. And so you kind of see those trends. And I didn't see anything where it's like, oh, when they play one team three times in a row, they, they were, play better. It's uh-huh. like, no, it... God, they were stretching so hard for that. Like, oh, we have to start. We're the only team that starts on the road. Like, 16 games. Oh, yeah. no. We'll be so much better when we're at home, I swear. And they lose there, too. They're just yeah. not good. <laughs> not a good team putting it together. So, I think that as we wind down this season, there's stuff to get excited about. There's potential fixes. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for the off season? Are you excited for big moves, or do you think it's going to be little moves? I where do you gosh, think they happen? I don't know. I mean, I'm excited in the sense that I I want to see where they land in the draft pick and what they do with that. Uh huh. Um, I want to see where they end up too. You know, and and which what they pick because if they're if they're where they currently are at like eight or ninth, they have the option to get like a good forward prospect mm-hmm. or a goalie. Mm-hmm. A high, maybe overrated, but high-ranking goalie. Right. High draft rank. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, we've been talking about whether or not they'll do an Eichel trade or something else. And in that regard, I think they should do smaller moves. Um, Get more affordable players. Yeah, and you know, like we're talking about, they have a lot of rookies that aren't developed yet, and they just need better current good talent. Yeah. And, um... It's chemistry, you know? Like, Barabanov, yes. Kane, and Hurdle, that's working right now. Mm-hmm. Barabanov's on a expiring deal. They gotta bring him back. Like, he's been great. Yeah. How so, many How many years, how many millions for <laughs> Barabanov, you think? Uh... Eight years? Ten <laughs> million a year? I was gonna he's say, a point-per-game player. I mean, yeah. He's, he's got a point in every game. He's got seven. And, <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna get 82 next year duh sure 
So he should obviously get eight years, eight million, no movement clauses. Perfect. I see no problems here. Yeah. Except all of them. I mean, it's it's been working. What's, ha- what could go it, wrong? Has it been working? Doug Wilson? <laughs> um, I got this kid. He's got a lot of promise. <laughs> I need your badge and gun. No! <laughs> I don't know why I'm so amused by that. Just old-timey no. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for those things, I'm excited for the off-season. There's usually a lot of downtime and a lot of waiting for news to happen. Yeah, but it's going to be playoffs, expansion, I don't know the right order, but like the total... The on, expansion on, draft I'm excited on about. On this menu, we're going to have the playoffs, mm. followed by a side order of the draft, where the Sharks could, I mean, they're a lottery team, they could move sure. up, they could, good things could happen. And if they move up, the top, top players, like the top three, there's a center... And then two defensemen, mm-hmm. which they don't need. Right. So they could trade. Like, they could do a big fucking trade. Do something crazy. Yeah. And then expansion draft, followed by a nice dessert of off-season trade McCrazy. Mm-hmm. Which is when Doug Wilson might be making the play for his job. Right. Yeah, this should be a really interesting off-season if it's really I, quiet yeah. and mild, then that tells me... I mean, the expansion draft is going to be something crazy. Yeah. But if it's like the Sharks stay at pick number nine or something, and they just get some forward, which is cool, and then they lose Dylan Gambrel to Seattle, mm-hmm. and then they don't make any major trades in the offseason, maybe bits and pieces, like... That's going to be so boring. I'll be so upset. I'll be so bad. I want fireworks, damn it. (laughs) You got to do something. But if that's the case, then we're strapped in for the long haul of a slow, brutal rebuild. And that'll be so boring. I hate that. that Yeah, and the thing is that they didn't make many changes last offseason, and they still suck. So they really need to change it up now. Yeah. Um, Somehow. Gotta. Right. Or else it's just going to be the same bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the good news... God. The good news for next year's draft... Uh-huh. Is next year's draft, those... They're supposed to have some stupidly talented wee baby hockey players. Uh-huh. That are like 15 now, but they're real good. Mm-hmm. Maybe not McJesus good, but good. Who knows? They're just not eligible to be drafted yet, but they could be drafted next season. Mm. And then you have all the players who didn't play much this season, excuse me, who will be drafted, and then they're going to be playing next season. So that could shake out really weird. We could see through next season a lot of those prospects or whatever who were drafted this upcoming year. I mean, they might get traded and flipped around all over the place, depending on what happens to them. So many of those those dudes just haven't haven't had the chance to play, but it, it that that's a ways out, right? Um. So, do you think they will change any of the coaching stuff? Mmm. John Tortorella is available. That guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he he like 
tried to walk into the enemy team's locker room and fight them. Enemy. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, no, that literally happened, though. That guy's nuts. Yeah. Um, I think they should. I, I doubt they will. I, I've heard a lot of people talk about, like, ah, COVID's an excuse and whatever, and so maybe they'll just give Bob Bugner the benefit of the doubt. But I... I I think they should. It's it's just not good enough. No, it's not. I really like the neutral zone activation. I really like how the defensemen have played. I don't, actually. But I like how they've <laughs> tried to put in a structure in the D zone that I can see. I mean, they are the highest shot blocker. Or right. third highest. Like, they're, they're trying to force the defensemen to play a, a more in the way style of hockey they have a style it's just not it's clearly not working yeah um i agree with that so why beat your head against the wall for another full season in the in a row sports is is quick like this team should be much more competitive Mm -hmm. um i think they they should get a different coach and uh I think this season was Bob Bugner's to prove it, turn it around, make everything good. I like his press conferences. I like Bob Bugner. I think he's a smart defensive coach, but it just doesn't it doesn't seem to work. Right. For this no, team. I agree. I think that there was hope for yeah. him to really do something different and I don't know that he's really executed that. So Yeah. Um yeah, I guess, like, predictions for the next game, we already talked about. It's kind of the last thing we're going to have on our agenda for next mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. So, and, uh, I just, I mean, I think they're going to lose, and then that'll be it. But It will mercifully end. Yeah. It will finally be over. But we'll be here, <laughs> and the off season will be great. Yep. And uh, follow us on Twitter at mdroppinmitts. And on Instagram at Muppets Drop and Mitts. Uh, like with burritos? Burrito legs. <laughs> burrito legs. If you had burrito legs, would you have normal feet? <laughs> <laughs> I think your no, your feet. <laughs> would be the bottom of the tortilla how it kind of unfolds mm, when you're eating and no. then all the beans no. slide into your shoes. No. It's so upsetting. That taco feet. Taco feet. Like hard taco? Hard shell taco yeah, feet? Yeah, so they just break when oh. you walk. <laughs> um, no, that's bad. Limes? Lime feet? Yeah. And they use the rind they... on the bottom. Are they... Like sliced limes. Okay. Yeah. Little rockers. Yeah. <laughs>